1997, Christopher Kane, the director of such movies as 1992's Pure Country, 1988's Young Guns, 1994's The Next Karate Kid, and 1995's The Amazing Panda Adventure, released a movie that was so universally despised that one film critic said that star Joe Pesci should be required by the Academy to return his Oscar. Uh, The movie was originally written for Rick Moranis and John Candy, who turned it down, probably the best move of both of their careers. Uh, And the leads were originally cast as Danny Glover and the aforementioned Joe Pesci. Uh, Why two actors who were clearly at retirement age? Well, they were trying to capitalize on the popularity of movies like Grumpy Old Men and Grumpier Old Men. Uh, The movie failed miserably. Uh, What was this movie from 1997 that caused such consternation uh, among viewers? It was Gone Fishing, a terribly unfunny comedy. Uh, The reason I bring this up is because this week's book, is the Berenstain Bears gone fishing? Uh, I I don't have any other reason to mention it. I, I I just didn't really have anything else to say about the Berenstain Bears gone fishing. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and this week, I mean, it's it's the Berenstain Bears Gone Fishing, I already told you. I told you what it was about. It's the Berenstain Bears Gone Fishing. It's an I-can-read book, beginning reading level one, by Mike Berenstain, based on characters created by Stan and Jan Berenstain. Now, this book is from 2014, and it's a simple little tale of Papa, how much he loves to go fishing, and the other cubs, how much they love to go fishing, and... How Papa's going to show the cubs how he catches big fishes with his big old fancy fishing pole. Uh, We've talked about Papa's fishing pole recently, by the way, uh, in the episode about getting so many things. Papa got a new salmon reel to catch salmon uh, with his fancy fishing pole. And the cubs are just using sticks uh, with, you know, string on them. Uh, But every time Papa tries to catch something, all he catches is a boot or, you know, a tire or, you know, uh, Uh, nothing and the cubs keep catching fish Uh, so finally papa falls in the water and he scares a fish out of the water and they bring it home and that's the end of the story (laughs) that's the end of the book i don't know what else to say about it it's the story of the cubs showing pop okay so let's take let's flash back we're doing a little flat we're going to talk about a few things here uh there are a few things to talk about in this book. Um, first and foremost is this is another one of the books that tries to call back to the early days of the Berenstain Bears when Papa was a goof who was always bragging to the kids about how awesome he was and how the kids were constantly showing him up. This is a much, much, much gentler version of that. We don't see that Papa anymore. We don't see the the slapsticky Papa that often. Uh, once the years 2000 plus hit, uh, Papa had mellowed out quite a bit. I mean, he's an older gentleman at this point. He can't quite take all the falls that he used to, but he's still got the chops, but he just, his body's not up for it. This Papa is trying. He's trying, he's trying to be old Papa, but instead he just comes across as a grump who can't stand being showed up by a bunch of kids. 
uh, if you look at his face, you, you can see it in his face. When he catches the boot, he looks really put out. Uh, when he's tossing the boot, he looks furious. As he begins fishing again, he looks fed up. And when he catches the tire, I don't know, he's making a face I've never seen Papa make before. He looks like he's about to punch the air. He's so angry. Uh, at that point, he stops enjoying fishing altogether. He throws his line out really far, gets a bite, tries to pull it in, and falls in. And that's when he scares the fish out of the water. But that's not really the Papa we're used to. I mean, think back to the big honey hunt. Think back to, uh, take back to the early Bear Scouts books, where Papa was constantly always trying to teach them how to get their merit badges. That was a Papa whose life was frequently in danger, who was constantly falling off cliffs or getting trapped in caves, and the intrepid scouts would have to go rescue Papa. Uh, later on, we would occasionally see Papa trying to fulfill this role. And while he wasn't nearly as in life or death situations as he used to be, he would still be uh, acting out in a way that was unbecoming of a bear of his age. Uh, but at this point, now we are simply seeing a father who uh, is is dealing with his own inner demons, who cannot cope with the fact that his children are growing up and moving beyond him. And that's kind of indicative by the appearance of Honey Bear in this book. That's right. It's not just brother and sister who are accompanying Papa and showing and besting him at his favorite pastime. No, Honey is there as well. She is fully mobile. She is walking by herself. She is carrying her own fishing pole. She is doing her own fishing. She simply isn't saying much. So I know I used to make a big deal out of the fact that Honey Bear never aged and never developed. I was being mostly snarky at that point. Uh, but what we're seeing here is a Honey Bear who is actually a participant in the story. Again, not speaking for some reason, but fully capable of casting her own fishing line, stringing her own pole, apparently, and baiting her own hook. Uh, and one thing that's not mentioned in the narration is the fact that when they go down to go fishing, they are joined by their dog, Little Lady who is a fine pup and is in featured in every single image uh, with her paws in the water, rolling around in a puddle, sniffing at the old boot, trying to catch insects, uh, chasing a bunny rabbit, uh, gazing out at the ducks in the water. A very active dog. This is probably the most active and, uh, and engaged. We've seen their dog since, I mean, I don't know when. Uh, we've, we see her in, the, in certain stories. But she's fully active in this book. She is she is behaving like a dog. We see her shaking the water off. We see her running ahead of the family to get into the house when Mama greets them on their return with the giant fish. I really like what 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 we are seeing here with uh, with Lady. Um, in addition, the illustrations in this book are top notch, and I don't just mean the cubs and Papa. Although I do have to say I admire the coloring in this book. I like the shading on the faces and on the hands and feet, uh, but the watercolory backgrounds, the grass, the bushes, the sky, uh, the sky which shows different times of day depending on the wash that's on them, the gradient used, Clearly hand-painted, beautifully done. The expressions on the bears are fully on model. Uh, they're, the, all the pictures are lively. All the action is, it, all the motion is very active. We see a very illustrated book. It's almost a comic book-esque at times. Just how, how, how... I don't know how, what the word is. You can just, you can, there's movement happening in every picture. These aren't static images. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice looking book. Uh, it's a, it's, you get some great facial expression. You don't get any character development really, except for Honey. 
But uh, but we, it, you get some good stuff. Um, yeah, Berenstain Bears Gone Fishing. Good book. I mean, it's not it's not a great Berenstain Bears book, but it's a decent book. It's colorful. It's well made. Simple to read. I mean, the the paragraphs are like Papa and the Cubs took the big fish home to Mama. Look what Papa caught, said the Cubs. So if you have a kid who's an early reader, it's a good book. I mean, they'll they'll have to read words like fisherman, but I'm sure you can help them out if they're reading. Now, I'm sitting here talking about this book, The Berenstain Bears Gone Fishing, and you're like, well, Phil, when are you going to like talk about, aren't you going to talk about the history of fishing or the history of fishing poles or fishing, you know, ponds? And no, I'm not going to, I thought about it. I was like, should I look up like the history of fishing before realizing that that would be a massive under, like, that's just, that's bigger than Christmas, my friends. Like, uh, like, I guess as long as human beings have been aware that fish are edible, fishing has existed. Uh, so I'm going to give you a little a little history of, of my experience as a fisher person, as, fi- as a fisher, a fish, a fish, fish guy. I don't like fishing. I've been fishing quite a f- not quite a few times. I've been fishing a few times when I was a kid. Uh, it was just one of those things that every once in a while we'd be somewhere where there was fishing available. And we actually had fishing poles when I was a kid. There were fishing poles in the house. I knew how to cast fishing pole. I knew how to bait a hook. Uh, my first time ever fishing was with my father at a at a river, uh, over on a on a on a on a bridge, like a little, a little bridge, and you stood on the bridge and you cast your pole into the into the river, and you tried to catch something, and I mean it was mostly just you know for fun, like you weren't trying to catch something to eat, you're just it was just sort of like leisure fishing, and he was teaching me how to fish and how to be patient. Uh, didn't catch anything that day except a turtle. And that was terrible. And I was very upset by it. I don't actually think the turtle wasn't hooked. It was if it had grabbed the hook and but I thought it was hooked and I did not enjoy that. Like I thought I had hurt a turtle. I had not hurt a turtle. I remember the turtle just dropped off, but it was upsetting. So I didn't fish for a long time. And then I went fishing at a pond, a lake uh, in Texas with a bunch of other people. We went camping as a fam as, a, as like a group of families. One of the few times I've ever done that not a camping guy myself. And I went fishing at this giant man-made pond that was disgusting, this disgusting pond. But hey, we had fishing poles and there was something to do. So I was out there fishing with a bunch of other people. And gradually, one by one, they all faded off. Like they all went to go do something else. Now our campsite wasn't very far away. It was within like eyesight, but it got darker and darker and later and later. And there was just this like lantern right, right by me, like an electric lantern. Everyone else is down at the other end, like, you know, like yards and yards away. And I hear my dad calling to me, hey, Philip, come here. I was like, oh, it's not, I, I lost track of time. So I reel in my my rod, my reel, my rod, my rod and reel, pack everything up. I go to pick up the lantern and it is covered. And I mean, swarming with insects, like just in a massive cloud around this lantern. I mean, it's dark and it's the only light source. Well, if you know anything about me, you'll know that that's, that's, that's a game ender right there. Like I'm not approaching this lantern. And so I'm stand there. I hear my dad be like, come on. And I'm like, I can't, I don't know what to do. So I pretended I didn't hear him. Uh, Now, keep in mind, he's not that far away. So he keeps calling me. He's like, come on, come on. And I just stand there like I can't hear my father. And finally, he gets fed up and he storms over and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I, I must not have been able to hear you. Now, in my mind, I've won because my father is there and he'll grab the lantern and I'll be a okay. And instead, he's like, "Well, come, come on, we're 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 getting ready for dinner." And he walks off. And I was like, "Can you take the lantern?" And he's like, "No, just grab the lantern." 
And that's when I had to admit that I was terrified of grabbing the lantern. And this is the thing that would follow me for a while in life. Like, uh, like when I waited tables, uh, Sunday brunch, I refused to work the patio because the patio was always swarming with stinging insects because the brunch consisted almost entirely of syrup. And so just people's people would be eating at these tables with clouds of wasps around them. I do not know how they did it, but I finally got to where I would just swap with any other server there that day. I'd be like, nope, I am. I know that's where the money is made out on the patio because that's where all the big the big spenders are. But I am not setting foot on the patio. They eventually got wasp traps and it all mellowed out. But that was that was always reminded me of my of my fishing days. I guess those aren't really fishing stories. Those are like. Phil's just, I mean, I was an antsy kid stories. And of course I fished every once in a while. I never caught anything. I don't think I, I never ate anything I caught. I just don't enjoy it. I don't like being outside. I don't like being on the water. I don't like bugs. I don't like worms. I don't like fish bones. I don't like camping. I like being at home and comfortable. I like sitting in a chair. That's a good thing to do. I, I, I guess you can sit in a chair while you're fishing if you want to, but I'm not going to do it. I don't need it. Uh, I'm no Papa Bear. Uh, but I did like the Berenstain Bears Gone Fishing. I don't like the movie Gone Fishing. It's not a good movie. If you're going to watch a movie about grumpy old men, I've got a movie for you. And I bet you can guess the name. Uh, otherwise, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, you can find me online at uh, on Twitter at Bearcast. if you're still on Twitter, if anyone's on Twitter at this point. Find me on Facebook at Deep in Bear Country. Uh, and you can uh, find me online uh, at Org. You can also listen to my other podcast, Pizza Toast with Christy Admiral. We are we just did Moxie and the movie Moxie. We're going to be doing Jerry Spinelli's Star Girl series coming up, so look forward to that. And uh, over on It's Del Toro Time, Willow and I have been covering uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Uh, after this weekend, we have two more episodes uh, uh, rounding out the series. So if you're into Guillermo del Toro, into some spooky dukes, uh, check that one out. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for going fishing, and I'll see you all next time deep in bear country.